Payoff.com is a paying sponsor of this Thrifters Villa podcast. You've tried balance transfers and budgeting, but high interest rates and unrelenting bill cycles make it almost impossible to get out of credit card debt on your own. Instead of another new savings technique, you need a clear path out of debt, and that's what a payoff loan can do. A payoff loan is a personal loan backed by member-centric credit unions designed to help you pay off your credit cards with rates as low as 5.9% APR and loan amounts up to $35,000 with no hidden fees and personal customer service support from payoff to help you reach your financial goals. Some of the benefits of a payoff loan may also include potential credit score boost, one monthly payment, and savings from lower interest rates. Go to payoff.com slash thriftersvilla to learn more. Checking loan rates won't affect your credit score. Try something new. Pay off your credit card debt with Payoff. NMLS ID number 1396805. Not all applicants may qualify. Loan only available within the United States. Loan is not available in all states. Payoff works with lending partners who originate the loans. Additional terms, conditions, and eligibility requirements may apply. More information is available at payoff.com slash thriftersvilla. Now back to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori. And today we are so excited to welcome our good friend, Hope, from Racks to Riches. Welcome, Hope. Hi, guys. Hey, Hope. We are so happy to have you here. We are planning to talk a little bit about each one of our journeys through YouTube, like how each of us got started. We all have very different stories and Hope in particular has a really interesting one. So we are all reseller friends. We have met along the way. We were just discussing that this time last year, none of us knew each other. So we want to touch on how the reselling community can be such a support system. And especially given everything that's going on in our world this week with the protests happening nationwide, um, We aren't going to talk too much about that today. Daniela and I have scheduled an episode that's going to be dedicated fully to that. So today is more designed to be a little bit of an escape. We just want everybody in the community to know that we are in this together. And I think everybody's just processing things very differently. I know myself, I have taken this time to listen more than to talk. Um, trying to educate myself, watching the movies that people are recommending. I watched 13th and I've watched James uh, Jim Crow of the North. So I'm just like slowly trying to educate myself. And um, But yeah, today we are going to talk about YouTube. So I don't know if either one of you want to say anything else on the subject or if we just want to dive right in. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm with you, Lori, on that. I mean, it was, it was a difficult week, I think, for a lot of us. And um, it was difficult for me at work as well. There was a lot going on. Um, we had to evacuate a few times. You know, there's just, there's so much happening right now. And I'm also taking a seat, you know, taking a seat and just kind of sitting down and listening and, and just really opening up my eyes and my mind and to everything that's going on. And we weren't really sure we were going to broadcast this week. We weren't yeah. sure if we should take a week off and yeah. we hope we haven't offended anybody by moving forward. Um, but yeah, do know that we are going to address everything going on in, in, in a future episodes. Welcome. How are you, my friend? 
I am so good. Tired from working last night, but I am good. So Hope, I think you should tell everyone what you do because I think that's important that they understand why you're tired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm a full-time nurse. I am an RN, obviously, duh. I have been a nurse for 10 years. I work night shift. I do like 13 hour shifts and I just work weekends, Fridays and Saturdays. I'm considered what they would call float pool or resource pool. So I have um, the skill set to go to all the different units of the hospital and basically work where they need me when they need me. Wow. That's a pretty important role. Do you have a, do you have a favorite area of the hospital? Um, well, I would think labor and delivery would be fun. Oh no, I, that's one I don't do now. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> right. Okay. I've been cross-trained to labor and delivery and I, you know, I've checked for dilation. <laughs> that's I where you draw done, the line. Yeah. I delivered a baby. Oh wow. Um, I did. This was a one-time thing. Uh, I, I cross-trained for like, I don't know, like six weeks, like went through the whole thing. Cause I was like, yeah, cause at the hospital I worked at previously, I've been the one I'm at now for six years, but I did four years at a different hospital and I worked um, like the medical surgical floor and then I did ICU primarily for two years. But they had this thing where every unit you cross-trained to, you got an additional dollar. So I cross-trained everywhere in the hospital just so I could make five, five or six dollars more per hour. Hey, cool. I like that. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. I delivered a baby and that was it for me that I was like, no way, dude. No. Is it a boy or a girl? I have a lot of respect for all the people who, you know, work labor and delivery, but nope, that's just not my, not my forte. So recently you've been in the COVID unit, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, We converted, well, ICU is primarily COVID for when they're vented and need, you know, like not responsive and just their lungs are resting and then they'll come out of ICU to step down, um, which is where I've been primarily and they were still COVID positive, but they're breathing on their own. Wow. Without the ventilator. Yeah. So, um, you know, you wear the whole ET suit and you Mm -hmm. can't breathe the entire shift, but our hospital has been really good about, um, like staffing ratios. Good. So like, just two or three patients per one nurse instead of the normal five. Cause you know, it's just a lot of work putting all that stuff on, right. Being in mm. there and then taking it all off to put it back all, all back on again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. And are you seeing you. light now? I mean, is it, are you hopeful things are taking? Yeah, I'm hopeful. We, we, I am hopeful. We have seen a decrease, but we are still admitting, like we are still admitting for COVID positive every day, but it's way less. Yeah. I, what do you think, Hope, that this is totally off topic? Do you think we're going to see a surge? I do. Yeah, I do too. I agree with I you. Do, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping and praying no, but yeah, I just, people are not as careful as they should be or don't take it as serious as they should. Yeah. And I mean, not to divert the conversation, but I feel like every state's also done things differently. So it doesn't, Correct. not helpful. <laughs> like, as soon as July 4th hits, we're, we're open all the way. Like we're oh, wow. stage, final, like stage three or whatever, everything here in Indiana will be back to normal. Water parks are going to open all, all the pools, all the, like everything opens July 4th here. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> wow. That's, that's really interesting. Cause here in Massachusetts, like we're not 
I think certain summer camps may be able to open, but they're like really strict guidelines. So for example, here where I live um, in the, the, the lake that my daughter lifeguards at, they decided not to run their camp because if it rains, all the kids have to go into like basically a garage to take cover and they can't practice social distancing in the garage. So that alone is like a deal breaker for the camp. Um, and there are like strict guard guidelines, like there can only be a certain number of kids with the same counselor. And they just feel like it's a lot for like one 17 year old to have the same kids all day long. So right. they decided to not have camp um, because they just don't have the budget because it's like the town camp. Um, but it's yeah. interesting that some places are just going to be full on. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think July... July 1st will be in phase three, but our phase three isn't like a hundred percent open. We have four phases. So mm -hmm. our phase three. I, I think like we have four phases too. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's four phases too, but I feel like the big stuff where there's lots of people, every, like all that is opening July 4th here. Yeah. We've been, I think we're like at, at the tail end of phase two right now, like Kentucky, they have a big, huge, um, um, it's called Kentucky Kingdoms, like an amusement park mm -hmm. and water park. They're opening June 29th. Oh, wow. My kids are dying. Like we go every <laughs> year, three or four times a year. They're like, when's it get open? And I'm like, oh God, I'm scared to go. Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> I just but they want to go so bad. And I hate, you know, like I hate to punish them. Yeah. But it's also like, so is it a punishment or am I keeping you safe? But my, right. my parents are like, you have been exposed to so much. So those kids have already been exposed. So, I mean, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. Yeah. I don't think there's any right or wrong when it comes to that stuff. You know, there's just, we're just a very big country with a lot of varying views. So yes, that's, yeah. So, are. you know, I, I'm hoping that, you know, it, it, it's not a, as terrible, the yeah. resurgence, but I, I think there will be something or it'll be a twist, you know, like yeah. a, a different version Maybe a lesser. Yes, lesser I have read, like, I think, was it an Italian doctor, a study that came out of Italy that said, like, it's kind of morphing into something a lot more mild. Right. Maybe Just like there's 1.2 million versions of influenza. Right, right. Exactly. There's <laughs> just mean, so many I versions. I feel like it'll be something like that. I think this will always be around from this moment on. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I agree with you. I agree with you. So let's talk reseller, shall we? Yeah. Um, so how has, when did you start reselling? I guess hope since we know what you do, when so, did you start reselling? Yeah. I'm a full-time nurse and a part-time reseller. And I listed my very first item on Poshmark last, like the end of July last year. Oh, so you're not even a year in yet. Not even a year in. I, um, I think I posted a haul video around that time. Like it was like, I think 10 months ago, 11 months ago was my first Goodwill Benz haul. On so YouTube. you kind so of like were reselling and hauling pretty, pretty close together. Yeah. Like I just went balls in. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's kind of how I am with everything in my life. Like I just, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, you know? Right. So speaking of doing a haul video right away, one of the things we wanted to talk about in addition to reselling is each of our YouTube journeys. So Hope, talk a little bit about, you know, why it was so easy for you to do a haul. Right. <laughs> um, like, right that was not on my radar. Right when yeah, you started it was, reselling. 
it was super easy for me. Like, okay, I'm still uncomfortable. And except for once I get going, once I start talking, it just all flies out of my mouth. There's no, there's no filter there. So I'm very, why we love you. Yeah. I'm very comfortable speaking and in, in front of the camera once it starts. Yeah. But like, you know, like amping myself up to do it. that I'm still, even after all these years, I'm still like a little hesitant. So what, um, I had a makeup YouTube channel beauty. Like I did, um, you know, beauty videos. I was a beauty channel. I was, uh, what was my name? (laughs) It was, um, hopeful face makeup. Love it. That's what it was. Hopeful face makeup. And I, you know, went down the rabbit hole. I love, I've always loved makeup. I mean, what girl, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really put very much on now, but like, you know, you just like it and mm-hmm. you go down a rabbit hole of watching all these people. And then you, you just are like, Oh, that's what I'm going to do. So that's what I did. And that was like four years ago. And I built my channel. Like I made friends in the community, kind of just like how, how I have reselling. You make friends, you do collab videos together, you talk to each other and you know, your channel grows and I got monetized pretty quick, like pretty quick. Your videos then, are great. I actually just went back and watched them. The oh my gosh. So I feel like, awful. So I haven't gone back and watched Wasn't them. I so skinny? I, I can't even go back to look because I was so thin. It makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were all skinny ones. Hope. Yeah, that's how I feel about when I look at like my powerlifting competitive videos and stuff. I'm like, oh God, I'm never sharing these. People are going to be like, that was you? What happened? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man. I've always been fat, so you can look at old pictures. <laughs> <of you. laughs> I'm like, man, those were the days. I'm like, look at those cheekbones and those, oh, look at my collarbone. <laughs> now, now you can't, now it's like, look at my double chin. Yeah, right. party. Oh my gosh. Double chin party. Yeah. So I, I was monetized. Um, I had the over the, over a thousand subscribers. I had the watch hours. I did videos. I mean, I had a lot of videos. I've deleted a lot of videos also. Um, but why did you delete them? Oh, because I just thought, man, if I'm doing this reselling thing, I do not want people going back and looking at all these. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah, like, but those are videos that have a lot of views. So that, that was yeah. kind of, part of why I wanted you to talk about it. Why did you make the decision you kept the same channel? Because maybe because you had all of those viewers already, all of those subscribers. I kept the channel. Correct. I kept the channel because of the subscriber count. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to have to go through all that again. (laughs) I I don't blame you. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, getting that first a thousand took me, you know, I mean, it didn't take forever, but I felt like it took a long time and I didn't want to have to like start all over. Yeah. And, but I did not realize that I would not be monetized because I had already been monetized. I had no clue that they take that away from you if you quit. So I, I quit. We bought a house. I was working a ton at the hospital. I mean, I was working like four and five, 12 hour shifts a week. Gosh. Just because, not even because I, I needed to just because they were short and I just felt bad, you you know, you just feel bad. And then we went through some stuff with my kid and I was like, Oh, I just cannot work this much. I've got to be more present. Like instead of being a zombie mom, cause that's what I was. Right. And it was just, YouTube was just taking too much time away. Like, cause when you're doing makeup videos, you're putting on makeup 
in order to get in front of the camera and like trying to look cute because that's what your persona is. Right. Right. So you, you know, you're either putting the makeup on in the video or you're talking about makeup. So you have to have makeup already on. So like the get ready process. I also feel like the content requires just uh, so much research and the editing takes so long. Like beauty videos. I'm a big beauty YouTuber watcher. Always have been since like 2004, 2005 when it first really became a thing. And, um, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. And, and I, it was, I mean, I was so in it though. I flew to New York city. Oh, wow. And I went to IMATS. It's like this big, oh, huge. so jealous. You went to IMATS. That's awesome. I did. And I went with a whole bunch of beauty YouTubers. We all got a hotel together. Oh and God, it was so awesome. much fun. literally the best time of my life. Like, oh my God, it was so much fun. So who have you met in the beauty world? Oh, like big people? Yeah. Not really that many. Did you meet like Jacqueline Hill? Oh, I wish. Can you believe Did you me? Tati. Tati. No, no. I love so Tati. Never, Tati's my favorite. <laughs> I've never seen any of them in person. Like when it was just it will happen. When I went to IMAX, I seen Kat Von D. Oh, that's that's cool. This episode is sponsored by SaveTheChildren.org. Save the Children believes every child deserves a future. In the United States and around the world, we work every day to give children a healthy start in life, the opportunity to learn, and protection from harm. We deliver lasting results for millions of children, including those hardest to reach. We do whatever it takes for children, every day, and in times of crisis, transforming their lives and the future we share. Right now, the coronavirus is the biggest global health crisis of our lifetime and threatens children in every way. COVID-19 has already left many children without caregivers, out of school, and exposed to violence and exploitation. Child poverty is rising. With your support, we can help children in unsafe households and help support distance learning in the face of school closures. Here are some ways your support can make a difference. $5 can provide a nutritious breakfast and lunch for a child who usually relies on school for food. $35 can provide educational toys and activities to engage eager, out-of-school learners. Whether it's $5 or $35, every contribution helps the children. For more information, go to savethechildren.org slash savekids or www.savethechildren.org slash savekids. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. Go ahead. One of the things I wanted to ask you, Hope, is um, why did you choose to not go back to makeup? Like, did you lose that love and feeling or did you just not want to put um, the same effort in or you just shifted your focus or why? Why? I know why you left YouTube, but when you came back to YouTube, what made you decide to not go back to makeup? Well, the reason I came back to YouTube at all was because of reselling. Okay. So I just planned on like being done and then not ever going back. Like, you know, because the thing, well, definitely never going back into makeup. Number one, it's way, it's so competitive. It's it's nothing like the community that I'm in right now. It's so true. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, people will destroy you 
in the comment section about your looks, about, you know, your the technique. You <laughs> yeah. <you're, laughs> the, the way you speak, about how your eyeshadow isn't blended, which I mean, it's all irrelevant stuff. Like, n does that really matter? No. Mm. I mean, you know, but like people are not nice. So a critical audience. Yes. And you mm -hmm. know, just not that happy, like, and I'm a happy girl. Okay. <laughs> you are a happy girl. I you am, are very happy. I, I need it. I, my mom got my name right, you know? <laughs> so like, I'm just like a bubbly, happy person. And then like, it was like, it would hurt my feelings sure. a lot of the time. You know, there were a lot of nice people, but then there were just like trolls and I was like, Ugh. but I was spending an insane amount of money yeah. and insane with no return. I was monetized, but I was not making what I was spending. You weren't getting free palettes and all that kind of no, stuff. No, I mean, I had companies that I, like, I did a couple videos and I got free stuff and, yeah, you I, know. I watched a couple that you were like, that looked sponsored to me. Yeah, Z Palette, they're, they're pretty, a, a big company and, and I've done a couple sponsored videos with them. I made really good friends with their, like, head of PR mm -hmm. and, um, so, yeah, I did, you know, I did some and made some money, but it was never, I mean, when you're buying, <laughs> every palette that comes out just to review it and you're buying all the latest products and I mean we're talking high-end makeup like right. $100 foundation and right. you got like it's crazy wow and that so must I add up so fast oh my god it does and the mm -hmm. problem is, is I'm still addicted to $120 foundation I can't not Ugh, I know <laughs> I, can't, I, know, right? I can't not not use it it's my favorite so <laughs> I know Y'all have and to tell I, me the name of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> new foundation. It's La Mer. Oh, that's like the best. Oh my <laughs> God. Literally, Lori, it will change your entire life. I need my La Mer skincare will I also change so your life. <laughs> okay. I, oh, I'm like putting on La Mer foundation. I feel like I'm rubbing caviar. <laughs> you know what other brand is really good too? <laughs> totally not reseller related whatsoever, but Charlotte Tilbury, man. That's another good oh, one. Oh, that's number two. Honey. I love that Charlotte is, Tilbury. My makeup bag is La Mer and Charlotte Tilbury. And yeah. my husband's like, you don't even do makeup anymore. Why do you still buy that same expensive stuff? I go, honey, because there's, no going, <laughs> oh, there's no going back. There's no going back. I need to hop Tilbury on the train. Really Charlotte Tilbury is a little less than La Mer in terms of like pricing for their products. Mm -hmm. well, that's <laughs> exciting. And now you pick through trash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I a go change. From buying, I, go, I go from bougie to ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it goes along with your Carol persona. My Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, my leopard gosh. print. My leopard print. Nothing wrong with leopard print, man. I know. But yeah, it. so I, I, I spent way too much money. That's, that was it. Like I was spending too much money. I could not, I could not upkeep the YouTube channel with, because no one wants to watch videos about old product. Right. Okay. They want the latest and greatest. Right. So unless I planned on buying it or I was, you know, getting tons of things sent to me, then it wasn't, there was no way I could keep it up. Right. Well, that's really interesting. So that, that is sense. why I did not go back to makeup. And okay. that is why I totally shifted into something that I could make money on instead of right. losing money on. And so where do you stand now on YouTube? How are things going with sub subscribers and growth? And how are you working on growing your channel currently? It's, it's been really good. Um, I, I think I'm, I don't have it pulled up, but I believe that I'm only like 1500 hours away. 
Oh, wow. That's exciting. Yeah, it went by so quick. That's I amazing. Mean, all, all you have to do is collapse before Tana and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Pro tip, guys. I don't yeah, think I so, have that much power, but thank you, Hope. Oh, you do. I do. You have so much clout. You have so much clout in the industry. Well, geez. Well, I'm glad things are going well for you now. Um, we did do a collaboration on a thread up box, which was really fun. Because Sorry, I Hope, never... your box wasn't as good. I oh, watched. it sucks. Wasn't it yeah. terrible? It felt so yeah. it, You know, at first glance, when you first opened it, I was like, well, we each got some Kate Spade and we each, like, I felt like they were similar, but I guess when I went back and watched. Mine were literally filthy. <laughs> That's the difference. Like mine were pretty low maintenance. Um, Oh, I still haven't even attempted to start on them. That's how gross they are. I don't even know if I would. That's why I. And they gave me a makeup bag and counted that as a purse. Yeah, the whole makeup bag. I didn't like that. That did not sit well with me. And see, this is why I won't do a thread up box because I just I'm just not that person. I can't. I'm like that is not a handbag or clutch. But then I got on thread up's website to like check. And like in some of their handbags, they have makeup bags listed as clutches. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, if it's filthy and it's a makeup bag, I, am uh, I it might be up for debate. Like maybe you could call and exchange it. I would almost send it back in and see what you can get for it. I feel like, <laughs> like, hey guys, you can have this back now. Tell me how much I got. Oh, they'll put it in somebody else's mystery box. Right. It's, it's a reject. So they didn't reject. accept it because it was so gross. Exactly. Yeah. So Hope, a question about YouTube. When you came back as a um, reseller, how did you know, like, did you get notified by YouTube in the interim that said, you know, you are no longer monetized or how did you lose it? Did you lose the watch hours? Like, do you have to main, I know in order to be monetized, if people are listening and wondering, you need to have 1000 subscribers and you also need to have 4,000 watch hours. So a year. Oh, it's within a year. Okay. That makes sense. So So, I guess I'm never becoming monetized is what you're saying. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. That's not true. (laughs) No, you're totally growing fast. 146 <laughs> subscribers strong. Yes, exactly. So and what? Yeah, you're doing, and, and we're going to do something. So we and, would, yeah, and, we are. It's going to be, and my little peon self can help you because, you know, and Lori, everyone's, <laughs> and then we have Lori Tata. So, oh right. And <laughs> if only, right. if only. And that is total opposite of the beauty community. I like when I was in it, like, you know, you made friends, but people who had 10,000 subscribers, very l- tiny chance would, would, would do anything with someone who had a thousand. Right. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was not friendly like that. Mm, that's interesting. I yeah, mean, yeah. I feel like regardless, I, I do feel like there's like that. A lot of people do want to collaborate. I wanted to collaborate and I just, I don't know. I, I don't, really think I ever reached out to anybody. I think Courtney was the person that I wanted to collaborate with way back when. Um, but I, I, I was hesitant to reach out. I, I don't know. Like, I don't think I was really fully immersed in the community like I am now when I started my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think I socialized all that much um, really until the meetup, Daniela, with Leslie in yeah. November. 
So like I knew people and I answered DMs, but I was really just in my own little world. And I think that really opened things up for me. And I started to talk more with people in New England and yeah, it kind of opened things up. But I mean, at the end of the day, you guys are all, everybody succeeds with their YouTube channel or doesn't succeed on their own. You know what I mean? Right. Collabs can help you. Um, get some subscribers, but then you need to maintain the watch hours and all that stuff. And and you guys are, are won't have a problem with that. I mean, I think also both of you, we've talked a little bit before about if you start on Instagram and then come over to yeah. YouTube, how that can be like a boost where I think it took me a little bit longer because I, I didn't have that. Um, I think it helps. I think it does help. I think it does help to have the Instagram just because you have loyal followers already on there that want your content. So they'll come over and they'll take a look at it. Without a doubt. I think now Instagram is totally different for me. I started a new Instagram with no one and I, that's grown really fast. Yeah, I feel like Instagram it does. It just if you're using I mean, the right I went hashtags, from zero to like fourteen hundred in, in just this, you know, that's mm-hmm. I, that's not a lot, but that's quite a bit. And that's significant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's significant. And I didn't carry on from a previous, you know, right, right. I, I started account. my Instagram account strictly for reselling, but I feel yeah, like my Instagram too. has grown slower than my YouTube. I had my Instagram before my YouTube. Um, but my YouTube is double the followers. Of I also my think Instagram. you enjoy doing the YouTube more too. Like I definitely do. It's easier I definitely. for you to produce the content for it. Well, I don't know about easier. It's I I enjoy it more. You know, yeah. it's very. It's still YouTube is extremely time consuming. Um, it is, but I like it. I like it. Unless you're like me and film all videos at one time in the same shirt. It's so smart though. <laughs> then it's done and you're over and it's over with and you just well, yeah I'm like this is this is two weeks worth of videos in one time you know what I mean yes. like two a week that's two weeks worth if I do four in one day and that's usually what I'm gonna film for tomorrow because that's what I have lined up that's I am awesome. just like baffled by that like that would I, I don't know if I'm just slow I, I think I'm just slow <laughs> because I that would take me forever to like to to produce those you know yeah I just sit down, crank them out, boom, 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 and then I'll edit. And then I take my time with going back and piecing them all together and doing all that good stuff. Yeah, um, I'm like you, Hope. That's what I do. I just sit down, I talk, I do what I have to do, and then I just – and it might take me like two hours to edit something um, because there's so much like random things in between, but that's basically what I do too. But I have taken your advice, Lori. Like I literally now – I can fly through, fly through what I'm filming – because I don't do my intro first. Oh, that's so funny. That makes me happy. Um, yeah, I, I should listen I to my own advice. Lori. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, if, for those of you who don't know, I have said that as a little tip with YouTube is to, like, like Hope said at the very beginning of this, she said, I, once, I have a hard time getting started, but once I get started, I can just go, go, go. Um, but it's like that gearing up. And so sometimes I think when you're doing the introduction, I, I probably film my introduction like seven times and then I do like one take on my video. But my intro is always the one that I'm like, oh, I didn't say this or I didn't like my, it's just, it takes me forever. So sometimes I say, if you really want to just get that first video out of the way, skip the intro, dive right into the content. And then once you loosen up, film your intro at the end. And also I think the intro 
if you film it at the end, after you filmed the video, you already know what you're going to say. Exactly. So you can actually, you yeah. can touch on things and give more, you can give a more concise preview about what people are going to see because you actually just did it. So sometimes <laughs> like it's fun that, to work backwards. That tip literally, <laughs> it saved my life. I'm, so I'm not kidding. Like I, that's what I do now. I just, I just start it and I just start hauling things or talking about things. And then at the very end, I'm like, Oh yeah, what, what did I just do? And then I just go back, fill my free, really quick intro and then boom, it's done. Done. And quick intros are really good. And I'm not very good at them because you know, you want to keep your audience. So when you are filming an intro, if you do like a three or four minute intro, like people might be gone before you start the meat of your yeah. Video. So if you jump right in and then you can give a more concise intro. Sorry, I'm moving dogs at the door. It's lucky. <laughs> Come back in, dear. Um, yeah. So that's really interesting. I don't know. I love talking about YouTube and I love hearing uh, everybody's different process. And, you know, there are people who do do like their bulk filming, change their outfits, and then they go back. I know Leslie does that too. Um, I don't even change my outfits. <laughs> I got over there. True. I'm not in the beauty community anymore. <laughs> so Hope, I have a question for you uh, about YouTube. If you were to compare both your beauty channel and your reselling channel, which one do you, not that you like more, but which one do you find, I guess, um, that you're enjoying a little bit more than the other? Oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. Reselling is, I'm, I'm in it, you guys. Like I'm so in it. <laughs> you're here to stay. I mean, you know, I've made so many friends. I feel like I'm involved. I feel like, you know, like it's, it's so much, I mean, I felt like I was involved in a little bit, yeah. but like nothing like this. Yeah. Like I feel like in the reselling community, you can have a bigger impact on the people that are following you and listening right. to you where in the beauty community, there's just so much. Yeah. It's a yeah. much smaller community. Yeah. And the, and the cool thing is, is like, we all live most of us all live in different places. We're all finding different stuff. Mm -hmm. Our demographics are different. We're all selling different things. Like cabbie sells for me. Does it sell for you? I mean, you know, like sometimes, not always, you know, sometimes, what I mean? like, yeah. the, like things that I don't know. I think it all like depends on where you live and what you find. And you know, it's, it's weird. And who your audience is too. I mean, I definitely right. have an older audience and I can probably sell older brands better than a 25 year old can, because that's not who's watching them, who's following them on Instagram. I also think like the whole, even YouTube, Instagram, this whole community of resellers, I like to call it like cafeteria style. And I always say that I always learn something, even from someone who's been around for a decade and someone who's been around for 10 days. Like when I watch a video, you just get to pick and choose. You can cherry pick what you want from, right. there, there are certain YouTubers who I don't really follow their, their method of reselling, but they have, there goes Lucky again. <laughs> Guest appearance by Lucky. But so you, so you are learning different things, but while you're watching, are you, do, do you correct people when they mispronounce things? Um, um, I don't know. Sometimes I, mean, I know that's like a little bit like people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones because yeah. I'm sure I've mispronounced a few things, you know, but I mean, in my head, I might do it. And then I like second guess myself. Well, maybe I'm saying it wrong. I've learned so much since starting. And then like today I was watching a video. I don't even know who it was, but they were saying LuLaRue and, uh -huh. um, Marisi. 
Maurice. I was like, what? What's Maurice? <laughs> yeah, Maurice's. Oh. <laughs> I was oh, wow. like, what is going on here? And then, then I went to the comments and people were being so rude about how mm-hmm. she pronounced things. And I was like, oh boy. You wait. Yeah, they're coming. <laughs> I Thank mean, you, the, the comment section is just, it's part of YouTube. You put yourself out there and just by the nature of it, you're, you're, there are comments like for people, like it's just, you get the good, right. you get the bad, you know? Right, and but they say there's no bad engagement. So bring it on. So my True. son Rocco always tells me whenever I say something, like if, if somebody leaves a, a comment that hurts my feelings, he's like, mom, it's a comment. It works towards the algorithm. You should be happy. Like, it does. Okay. I don't think of it, it that way, but all right, Rocco. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't either, but it does. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't, I don't either, but I'm like, well, two thumbs down. Okay. Someone didn't like it. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? It is what but I, I do find that there's so much we can learn from each other, which is pretty cool. And it's really like, I, I, I toggle sometimes between how much we really do share. Like, should I be sharing like that? This is the most underrated brand and it yeah. sells today. Like, do yeah. I really want to share that? So everybody watching this video goes out and buys it. I mean, some of the stuff that we share is a bit counterintuitive. So like if people don't want to share their cost of goods, I totally get it. You know? Um, yeah. I did a closet consult this past week and someone's major concern was that, well, not major, but it was a concern of hers and it's valid. She said, you know, I link my YouTube channel to my Poshmark closet. Is that a bad idea? Because then they can see, they can watch my YouTube channel and they can see my cost of goods and then they can lowball me. And I mean, it's out there. I remember I've said it before. My mom, I think to this day is absolutely horrified that I'll hold something up and say, I paid $3 for this and I listed it for 65. Like, she's like, how can you do that? Are you going to get in trouble, Lori? (laughs) Are you going to get in trouble? (laughs) I'm not going to get in trouble, mom. Yes. The reselling police are going to come for you. I mean, if the worst case is somebody doesn't buy it or they say that's obnoxious, I can't believe she priced it that high. And maybe I sit on it for six months and then maybe I sell it for $20. Who knows? But, you know, you have that freedom to do that. But sometimes I do wonder, like, we are literally sharing industry secrets daily. <laughs> like, that's what I we know. do. It's weird do you, sometimes. Do you want to know what I just did and it didn't even matter? Tell what? me. I bought a Lululemon. Um, it was like a, oh, a run for your life um, wrap, like pullover hoodie. Okay. I bought it from someone on Poshmark for myself. Mm-hmm. I did not like the way it looked. <laughs> I, I, I used their pictures because I'm like, well, <laughs> why? Oh, God. <laughs> no, I, I said, I said, can I use these? I said, because it doesn't fit me. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. I don't care. She was a reseller. And she's a popular reseller too. And I can't remember her name. And I accidentally put in my listing a screenshot of her of like her description of measurements and the price I paid and then I listed it for twice that oh I just I know (laughs) but guess what someone sent me an offer last night for 52 dollars and I had it listed for 60 and I put in there that I paid 30 oh my gosh that is so funny so Tell that girl you were closet consulting that, hey, it doesn't really matter. It really people doesn't. I mean, it's supply and demand. If, if you... Yeah, people don't pay attention. It was a good size. It, I just did not like the way it looked. And well, Good for you. Know, you. I'm glad you made some money on that. She had it listed really low. I was like, wow, this is really nice of her. 
Yeah. And I bought it direct. I didn't even offer her anything. I just bought it because I thought $30 was a good deal. Mm-hmm. And then I got it and realized that I didn't like it. And so I was like, this is worth way more. So I'm just going to double the price. And I sold it for $52 last night. Well, now oh, Poshmark has that reposh feature too. Have you guys seen that? I just Love that. today. I saw that Kristen from Voyages of Herb kind of featured it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you buy something and it doesn't fit or, you know, whatever the case may be, you can reposh it. I think it just uploads the description, right? And like the category and stuff, but not the photos. It's super right. smart on their end because oh, yeah. like, they don't accept returns for fit or whatever. So here, hey, sell it on our platform so we can make money on it again. Yep. That's <laughs> pretty smart business move. It is. Yeah, smart. And I think it's cute how they call it let, like reposh. It, it's just yeah, branding so and I think it's smart. And the copy feature is fantastic. So it's really nice to see Poshmark making a few upgrades in their system for this. I feel like my voice has been heard over the last few months. Right. I feel like Poshmark did not play over quarantine. They took the time. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They made so many changes, like how many drafts you can have. I am loving everything they've done. Like I'm so. How many drafts can you have? I got up to like 35 the other night and then I quit. Five zero. Five zero. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. 50 now. Yes. I know I was at 35 and I could have still kept going, but I was just exhausted. So I stopped. I'm pretty sure it's 50 now. Gosh, that is just so fantastic. I'm, obsessed. I'm, I'm curious how this is going to affect some of the um, cross-listing platforms. Well, did you guys also see that they have expanded their markets as well? Who? Poshmark. Yes. Mean, Marco? Like oh, uh, dolls, toys. Mm-hmm. Puzzle, um, um, skincare, makeup, like everything. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I remember I had more of a reaction when they rolled out home goods because I feel like there was a little bit of a buzz for that. Yeah. And then it was like, how are we going to do this? What is this going to look like? And I feel like it just really, really quickly took a backseat and that the driving force of Poshmark is still that more trendy fashion Mm-hmm. Um, and then the home goods are kind of an afterthought. Like, I don't know any, I don't know anybody personally. I'm no doubt they're out there um, who like, oh, I'm going to sell all my home goods on Poshmark. Like, yeah, no, I just not, don't think that's, that's my first platform. Hmm? Daniela. That, yeah. I have to mute this so I can pee really fast. Okay. <laughs> so you can keep talking. I all right. Pee. Don't my... edit that out. Uh, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> Leave it in. Let them know all about me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My first thought is to post items like home good items on eBay, like not even Macari, eBay. And I guess a lot of people do Facebook Marketplace, but I don't use it. So I don't think of it that way. Right. Yeah, no, eBay is the first place I think of for hard goods as well and housewares and stuff. I mean, unless it's something that's really heavy and anything that's heavy, I put on Poshmark because... It's $7 to ship and I don't have to deal with weighing it and worrying if it sells to a customer in Hawaii. Like I just, seven bucks, you know, so. 
And then to go what you had said before, before I rudely interrupted you um, about the cross-listing apps, I was thinking the exact same thing too. Like, how is this going to affect their business model? Yeah. I mean, and I Hallmark is, is essentially giving away business to the virtual assistants who share for people yep. to the cross-posting platforms who cross-post for people and allow you to relist easily. So, you know, you kind of look at some at a place like Poshmark and you're like, you know, you could be making money off of these services or just add it as a feature to, you know, as a as a customer service <clears throat> component for your It will be interesting if they change their sharing feature. I don't know mm. if they will though. I don't know. I... If they, that's like their thing. Are you done peeing? Yes, I'm done peeing. <laughs> okay, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. It's nice to have you back. <laughs> By the way, Hope, I, I haven't said it yet, but I, I think that humor is what is going to make you successful on YouTube. Thank I really you. do. Everyone at work tells me I should be a comedian. No, I, mean, like, I, I like, agree. I joke on my coffee when I watch you funny. <laughs> Do. I it's literally like, sit there oh, and good. like, why are you me? <laughs> yes, you're very funny. Yeah, twins. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, I get it for my dad. He, my dad is the king. I mean, he, he is so funny. Like the things he says, and I, I don't know, just quick witted, I guess. I'm, I've always been like, that's kind of like my outer shell. Like I'm just very, I don't know. It's what makes me comfortable and it, I feel like it opens up you know, to make other people feel. I was going to say, I think it puts other people at ease when you're silly, you know? Yeah. So, I'm a complete extrovert. I, I mean, I am to an extent. I, In case so, you couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are your feelings on the new markets now that you heard about it? Well, funny you mentioned, I don't pay attention to any of the markets besides clothes and shoes. Really? That's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind or, of the same you know, boat. Like, I really don't. I have nothing listed besides like some lip smacker tins of like, you know, you get 10 chapsticks and a, t and a holiday tin. I have that yep. listed. That's it. Like I don't have any home goods listed. None of that. But I did write out a plan for myself because I plan on actually using list perfectly like I've been paying for Ooh, for the past girl. six months. Mm -hmm. And I have developed like a new business strategy. I'm going to make a video. I think, I think I'm going to see how it goes first, but I'm going, I mean, I pay for an eBay store. I literally have 15 items in my eBay store. Mm. What is wrong with me? I know. Yeah. I'm, am I even a reseller? I know. I know. <laughs> like, it, I, like it's a complete your world. waste, but I was so excited. I was so excited to like set up the store and, you know, do the banner and do all that. I was like, yeah, I'll just pay for it. No big deal. Who cares? And I never cross post. I never cross post anywhere because I just Poshmark is big to me. Like it is. It's where I started I've been, and it's just, I've been cross posting a lot and I'm still selling more in Poshmark. It takes I mean, it time. hasn't really kicked in. It hasn't been yeah. a lot, but I mean, I, I, I find that what I've been doing more is going into eBay and deleting listings that I've been posting because they're selling on Poshmark first, which is weird. I'm sure that's going to shift. I know it will, but yeah, I, I want to say it took like three or four months for it to shift for me. Mm -hmm. And now I'm deleting more on Poshmark yeah, than I, I am on eBay. Mm. Well, it's you know, fun. like Denali says, she says, if you have all of those listings on Poshmark, then you have months and months of work for eBay. Like you could do 10 a week, you know, mm -hmm. 
and just build your store. It's just, I just don't ever think to do it, but yet I paid for it. So what I've done or what I've wrote out is I plan on, I'm going to, you guys listen to Jack and Ryan or watch their videos. Yes. Yep. Of course. Um, love those. Yeah. Two. They're so cute. They're yes. So cute. Love them. Um, every time I start a video, I want to say, welcome to Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> the way they talk. <laughs> it just wants to come out, but I don't. Or I want to totally do like, it. Blake. But listen, oh. I have to, I got to interject this about Blake real quick. He sings and that's his thing. But let me tell you something, Blake. <laughs> I used to sing in all my makeup videos. <laughs> all of my makeup videos, I used to sing in my intro, most of them. So bring it. He wasn't the one who started it. He wasn't the one who started it. <laughs> I'm karaoke queen. Oh, God. Both of you need to have a video that you need to collab and need to just sing throughout uh, the whole thing. That's what I You have, told a, you have to have a like, sing off. I, I DM'd him. I was like, do you have Smule? And he was like, oh, no, what is that? I go, it's a karaoke app. We could do a duet. Oh my gosh. I would be he there. He was like, I've never even heard of it. And I go, download it. Dare ya. <laughs> but, do you have a specialty? Yeah. Do you have a song? Anyway, so. Hope? What'd you say? Do you have a specialty? Do you have like what? a preferred song? No, I just love to sing. I just love to do it. I'm not good at it, but I love to do it. <laughs> you don't have to be good at it. <laughs> so tell us your strategy. I just love. Yes. Yeah, so back to that ADHD. <laughs> um, I, so in regards to Jack and Ryan, like, you know how they always are talking about how urban outfitters and anthropology sell well on and the free people. as well as yeah. handbags, mm -hmm. free people, and then handbags over there. So I'm going to cross post all of my urban outfitters, anthro and free people and purses to Mercari. That's all. Nothing else. Just that. Mm -hmm. Just those items in my closet. Then I'm going to put all of my men's and plus size women over on eBay. Smart. Okay. And then Mercari, I mean, um, what's the platform I sell on you all the time? Poshmark. Poshmark. I... <laughs> I've had way too many of those drinks, you guys. Way too many. <laughs> and no food. No, I've had oh, no that's food. that's not good. <laughs> um, I'm going to just keep my Poshmark as like trendy, cute. What's like in, you know, like new with tags. Like what's, what's, you know, all my, my cute stuff. Like ma basically everything except I'm going to stop posting my men's stuff to, to Poshmark. Do you not sell men's stuff well on Poshmark? I don't. I don't. I don't either. I, I just don't. I think I've sold like three things, men. And I don't have a lot of men's, but mm. I just don't. So, and, and rather than having it there, I would just rather be all women's, all sizes there. And then mm -hmm. put just my men's and then plus size, just so I could kind of curate each platform. That's, That's a good idea. I like that hope. I'm, I'm curious to see how that goes for you. And one of the things and, you'll avoid by doing that also is what I was just talking about, like selling something on Poshmark and then, oh my gosh, like I'll open up eBay and, and there'll be items there that sold like five days ago and I haven't taken it down. And that's all I need is to get like a slap on the wrist from eBay because I sell something that's right. not available. So I think if you are listing things on different platforms, then you don't, you don't necessarily have to worry about that. Right. So right, I'm going to keep what I So are you going to take all the anthro off of Poshmark? No, 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 no. Okay. No. So Poshmark's going to be your main hub where everything is listed. 
correct. Except I'm not going to list any new men's gotcha. on Poshmark at all. What's that I'm other platform men's. for men's? Is it Grailed? Is that high-end men's stuff? I've heard of it, but I'm not sure what uh, what it yeah, is. I think that's what it is. I think it's like high-end men's items go on Grailed. That's interesting. Mm. And then I'm getting ready to go hardcore on Kittizen. As soon as – have they – has List Perfectly or any of the things, like – added it yet because I they said it was coming. I think they're still working on it and list perfectly. As soon as they get it on there, I'm gonna go hardcore on Kittizen just because of my son. I have totes and totes of all his to, you know, he's a kid who can't stay in jeans like around his waist. He has to be in matching sweatsuits or track sets and everything he has is Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, right champion. Like matching sets and I like they're in great shape. You know how kids grow yeah, so grow fast. So, fast. so I have, how old is your son? I have oh. so, he's 13. He's 13. Oh, so he's like in that he's growing. He's going to be outgrowing stuff really fast too. Right. He's so, really growing right now. So I have a lot of his eights and tens because Jack, my son, he's a tiny little baby. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> he's been very delayed on growth chart, like his whole life. Like he's been tested for a lot of different things because he's has never grown. He has been, just this little 50 pound baby. I mean, just so small, his whole, looks like a kindergartner, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and he's 13, but he's starting, like he just took off. So he was wearing a size A10 up until this past year. And he was 12 wearing an A10. Yeah. Just really tiny, a little petite baby. I love him. (laughs) But so yeah, he is just precious, but he, has outgrown all that stuff and it's in such good shape. So I'm like, I have got, I just want to devote Kittizen Yeah, I listed two things and within 24 hours, the first thing I listed sold. So oh, I only wow. have one listing on there right now. Right, it went really fast. So I know there's potential. I know if Becky I would Park just do it. it. Yeah, I would say Becky Park really likes yeah. it. I feel like a lot of people are hopping on the Kittizen wagon. I just don't typically pick up kids it's just not my wheelhouse I mean I don't well, have children you, right now do, so you're right neither do I I don't pick it up but what my kids wear like if they're yeah. they're all into these designers and high-end stuff well, not high-end but you know like right, stuff right, that right. costs me a lot of money and I'm like well I might as well sell it right right so sure. well that sounds like a good plan hope I, I would I'm excited yeah. to see you embark on that and dig in I think it's great Are you I, gonna I document posting is good yeah, I am going to document it. I'm going to keep track. You I'm have like a first video about your goal. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep talking over you. I apologize. We just all keep talking over each other because we all no. like to talk. That's the problem. No, you're fine. <laughs> we're, the, we're the three best friends that anyone could have. You could talk over me anytime. Aww. <laughs> Aww. I'm wondering when you want to put this into action. Well, I just wrote it out last night at work. Good. <laughs> So I, I have four, four giant hauls from Goodwill and from, um, uh, what's that place? Not Plato's Closet, but the other one. It's expensive. Buffalo Exchange? No, I don't have that here, but it's close to that. Oh my gosh. Close Mentor. Oh, Close Mentor. Yep. That was my second guess. Yes. Um, I have four big hauls I have to do. And then once I get through those clothes, like once like starting... I like to haul everything before I list it. I don't know why. I'm weird. 
but like I keep it in the bags. Yeah. yeah. I just no, like to keep good. everything in, in the bags I bought it with, with the receipt. That way I can haul it and then I'll process it as inventory. I mean, that so makes once sense. I film those videos, yeah, once I film those videos, then I will start my venture. Well, that's great. I tend like, to, as in, um, as in go ahead, <laughs> putting things where they belong on the different platforms. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Close Mentor real quick. I'm going to mention it in my video, but any frontline worker at the one I went to, in addition to their 50% off sales they're holding right now at ours, 30% off if you work wow. the front lines. I got 80% off. I found Dolce & Gabbana. What? I mean, there was lots of high-end. Yes. And I got it for nothing. That's incredible. That haul is going to be, I can't, I can't wait, wait to, to watch it. They were like, oh, you're I know. They were like, you're a nurse? And I was like, yeah. They go, we do 30% off the front line. And I go, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know. I was excited to pay 50% off. I found Kate, a couple of Kate Spade dresses. I was so excited. That's Ooh, awesome. That's fun. Did you film it yet? Not yet. I'm doing all four videos tomorrow. Probably. Oh, that's right. You said that. You said that. Yeah. Keep up with the conversation, Lori. You know, she goes in a thousand different directions. I'm like, you know, you are. <laughs> I feel like I'm holding on to like, like a baby. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep much. up. Am I? No. Should I tone it down? No, not no. at all. I'm just trying to picture our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Lori has a hard enough time ke keeping up with me sometimes. So. <laughs> No, it's awesome, Hope. I'm super excited for all of your excitement. I am. Yeah. I can't wait to see you document the journey too, because I'm curious if it makes a difference instead of cross-listing everything to each platform, if just cross-listing right. certain I'm items. Curate, like, yeah. that, that's interesting to me, because I do that for Tradesy. Like, I only list certain things on Tradesy because the percentages and everything. It's just, and Tradesy is a different audience. So I won't list everything on Tradesy, but then on Mercari and eBay, I just literally cross post everything. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I, I'm really excited to, you know, to film the initial idea and then yeah. to just like, once I have certain stuff, I'm just excited to curate each, each place. Yeah. Like I feel like my Poshmark is already like not curated to a specific style, but like, you know, it's cute. Yeah. It's a certain like trendy. But I also have, right. I also have men's stuff on there. Plus I, I have a lot of different things that I think would do well other places if mm -hmm. I would just do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's really so, what yeah, it comes I mean, down to. We all just need to just Right. Do I it. mean, I'm like, I pay for list perfectly. I pay for an eBay store. What are you doing, Hope? Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. I think we all have the same conversation so, with ourselves. I mean, I know Lori just, had that conversation. Yeah, but I actually just purchased my I subscription again for a store yeah. um, because I let it lapse because I wasn't using it like you hope and I was just giving a donation. And then I started listing more and then I realized I was paying more without a store subscription in fees um, because I, I was right. around that like 65 item mark um, and it was just enough that the fees were adding up for insertion fees and relist fees and all that stuff. So I just got the basic, I just upgraded to the basic store uh, like three days ago. And I think I have like 90, I, I was up to a hundred and then I sold some. So I keep, you know, I keep taking things away, but 
I should be at like a hundred by tonight or tomorrow. I've been doing like three or four a day. That's Nothing okay. crazy. Yeah. And I think it all goes back to, you know, picking off different people's, I mean, learning from everyone. And that's exactly like, I watch the videos and I'm like, okay. And I just make a mental note. And then in my head, I'm like, okay, I think what I should do is put all my plus size and men's shoes, all of that over on eBay. Because I think after, you know, you watch videos of what's sold and I think that they'll, I think that it'll be successful. Yeah, and I'm and we, also going to start doing what sold, but I think I'm going to do like my last 10 sales, like, and just every time I get 10 sales, boom, video. That's an interesting that's actually, concept. I like that hope a lot because then it won't be, this was high, this was low. It's whatever. It's just right, like it's, the last 10. So it's going to be 10 sales in a row, the last 10, no matter what they were. And so, yeah. Oh, I really that's, like that's that. Idea. That's I have so many ideas. They just, just keep flowing. Well, that's, that's awesome. why but it's, it's, good it's the execution. It's the execution that I have a problem with. I find myself to be in that same boat too. I have all these ideas and it's like, I just don't have the time or energy to actually do them all. Oh, you guys know, are you all guys are over here. Well. You guys are over here building websites and I'm like, I can't even cross. Those. I mean, I, my website's built. That's about it. I haven't done anything else with it. You know, COVID happened. So that just kind of sitting on the back burner. I cannot even cross post. How yeah. is your website going, Lori? I mean, are you selling stuff off there? Are you getting, I mean, how's it going? Not, not really. I, I think, I think what my website has been the, the best for came out of left field, which was the closet consults. Go figure, right? It, just yeah. never, it was literally an afterthought. I was all excited. I'm going to like drop collections, make them less expensive, less shipping, um, similar items all at once. I mean, I did the bathing suit drop and I sold one piece. That's it. And they're literally like- Hello? Yes. Did you lose us? No. Hope. Hello? Hope. <laughs> hope are you with us hope? hello <laughs> i think you lost what your happened? car i don't know but we could hear you the whole time <laughs> are you back yeah i i couldn't hear you guys at all oh well we're here okay <laughs> we actually Hi. hung up on you so yeah i was like oh we got cut off it's been another 44 minutes <laughs> <laughs> It's approaching. No. So no, I upgraded, I, um, so we're good. I only sold one bathing suit and and I'm I have bathing suits listed for five dollars. In fact, I had to remove a couple items from my website that sold for like ten and twelve dollars more on Poshmark. Huh. Um so it's interesting, but the bathing suit pieces I have, they're like five dollars, seven fifty, and ten. And it gets back to sometimes I think when items are priced too low people think they're cheap. Like I swear if I had those same bathing suits listed double the price, they may have sold better because the dresses sold pretty well. But anyways, to answer your question, the website has been slow. I think it's been a great landing place, which was really the main thing I wanted it for. Mm -hmm. But I thought that I was going to be able to move a lot of like just inventory that I didn't think would do well over on Poshmark. And unless I'm really hyping it up and talking about it on YouTube and on Instagram, it's not really moving. And yeah, so the closet consults, I've done over 20. And 
Yeah, that's that's amazing. That seems to be doing the the that seems to be doing better. And I I figured out a way to add an app to the website. It's called Sesame, and it does scheduling for me. Nice. So you just um, it's basically like adding widgets to like a WordPress. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I it was free, and people were able to click on it as if it were a product. So I just set it up as like an item, like right next to a dress, a closet consult, and people could go in purchase the consult depending on the month. So now it's $40 per session. Last in May, it was $25 a session, but as an intro. Um, And then they can go into Sesame, which is the app that I've loaded on to Shopify, and then they can actually schedule it. So it really took, it was a huge time saver for me because if somebody wanted a consult, they would reach out via email is this something you do? Yes. How should I do it? What answers, what questions do you have? I was able to upload a PDF with a questionnaire so people can just download the PDF and email me the answers. That gives me an idea of what their goals are for their closet and their business in general. Some people are on YouTube, some not. Some people are just getting started. Some people like have more experience than me. I don't know why they're calling me. No, <laughs> but it's um, because they value wanted, you. It's, it's because everyone wants a conversation with Morgan Freeman. That's All right, well, you, have you to need to explain us. the Morgan Freeman yeah. thing. This is the <laughs> second time now. I don't even remember how how it came about, but I like Lori's voice is like the perfect narrator voice, just like you know it Morgan is. Freeman, just like Morgan the, Freeman. Yep. Right. He's the narrator of all the commercials and yep. all the the ads and all the things. Like it's his voice. And oh every time I hear Lori, that's exactly who I think of. I mean, every not that time I play Lori before bed, I go to sleep. <laughs> that is me too. So she gets all the watch hours for me because I watch her in, during a day. But then that's I also great. put Thank her. You, then I then I put her on at night too, just because her voice soothes me right to bed. <laughs> but the funniest note, the way it came up though, Daniela is I don't remember what it was. We were doing something. We were texting back and forth on Instagram about um, the collaboration. Yeah, or no, it was before that about how my I'm so, I'm so embarrassed because who wants to hear my hillbilly voice? Like I oh. literally, I am so southern in it, like in a hillbilly twang. Like my whole family makes fun of me. <laughs> so she messaged me and she said, "Here, you know, something like it's either listen to Morgan Freeman or they're going to listen to the hillbilly um, tiger." <laughs> What was Carol it? Baskin. Carol Baskin. You gotta listen to Carol Baskin. Oh my God. And it was just her delivery. I was crying laughing. So now that's it. So now Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman celebrated a birthday last week. And I said, it's like your birthday. Happy birthday, Morgan. Yeah. So it's actually taken on its own life, but it's really funny. It's really Lori, funny. Lori is my Morgan Freeman. That's, that's so funny. Is. Thank you, Hope. That means a lot to me. Well, it should, because he's rich. (laughs) Don't I wish? Uh, Oh, well, I don't even know. We should probably wrap it up. I mean, probably. We could keep going for like three hours, but I don't know if people want to keep listening to us for three hours. Did we we talk about everything we needed to? Like, do you feel like it was enough, like uh, about everything? Are we good? (laughs) I mean, we went everywhere. It's fine. I mostly want to talk about YouTube and I wanted to, to check in with you too, Daniela, about YouTube. If you have any like insight or ways you're growing or, or whatever, like I just kind of thought it would be interesting to touch I, on. I mean, my Let's YouTube... talk about our collab. Tell them about it. Do we want, want to tell them about it? Oh, it should it be a secret? I don't yeah. know. 
Let's keep it a secret. Okay. We'll keep it a secret. We'll keep it a secret until like two days before. Okay. So stay tuned, everyone. It's going to be the suspense. It's going to be so good. It's going to be awesome. Like I can only imagine what it's going to be with both of you. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like I've reached out to so many people now and not bigger people, but like, you know, people with smaller channels like me, I have said, you know, I just, I feel like you should have more subscribers. If you want to do a video, I will. Like, yeah. I'm willing to do a video with anybody. Like, you know, like, because it's the community. We're all in this together, and we all can learn from each other, just like you said. And I don't know. I just feel, I, I don't know. I get along with every single person in the whole world. So. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. Our I collab do, will I be mean, fun. I can, right. I could do a video with anybody, and if it gives you something, then good. If it doesn't, then sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is what it is, right? I tried. <laughs> I mean, I think with YouTube, it's just such a new novel thing for me, even though I wanted, I've wanted one since I was in high school. Um, I always wanted a beauty channel, go figure hope. And then um, I never did it. I never when? did. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I never did my, um, my beauty channel. So reselling was just kind of like, you know, I, and I was always against it in the beginning because I was like, when am I ever? going to have time to sit down and create a video for YouTube. But I planned it out and I made sure like I'm only committing to one video a week. Um, I, the content will be learning based. There'll be some fun stuff like collabs and lives and all that kind of stuff too. But like, I'm not going to inundate myself with it. Like I'm going to keep it fun and lighthearted. Whenever it become monetized, it become monetized. It's not a big deal to me. Like it's not, it's more for like entertainment educational purposes for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I guess it's an extension of my business, but I, I'm not really treating it that way right now. Like where I am right now in the stage of YouTube, I have 146 subscribers. Um, a lot of our podcast listeners actually who don't have Instagram follow me on YouTube, which is great. Um, it's nice to, you know, connect with people that way. Uh, some of them actually have YouTube channels too. So I'm, you know, making sure I'm showing them the appreciation and everything, but it's, um, it's interesting. I mean, it's, what I anticipated it to be. I did YouTube when I worked in the marketing firm. So um, I'm used to it. Like I, I know the process of it all. I never used iMovie or any editing software because I didn't have to edit. I just had to upload and do the SEO portion of it. Um, yeah. So- Let me just say that you're, you having over a hundred, getting to the first hundred is the hardest. And I mean, I feel that's like- That's what after, everyone says. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. And you've done it so fast. So I just feel like, boom, I mean, you'll just continue to fly. Yeah. I think you'll be fine. I think Daniela, you're very organized. You're predictable. You have your videos on Wednesday. And I think setting up the structure is a strength of yours. And that's, that will lend itself to people who want to find you and listen and they'll know every Wednesday you'll have a video and it, it, it's, it's just good. I think you um, had a lot of good habits right off the bat that I- Yeah, I, I have no structure whatsoever. I'm just like, well, <laughs> you'll see me soon. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Next week. I don't know when. I can't make any promises. Hit that bell and you'll know. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I need the structure for myself more so than anything. I mean, it's good to have structure for an audience as well. So they know like when to anticipate new content and sorry for anyone who was looking for new content last week. I just didn't feel it was appropriate to post anything. So I didn't. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, I did it a lot for me too, because I, and I felt like Wednesday was a good day for me because I could film over the weekend when I have more free time and then edit Monday, Tuesday, and then just make sure that it's ready to go Wednesday at six o'clock. So if there's anything that ever were to go wrong at four o'clock, I can hop on the computer when I get out of work, when I get out of work at four, which is a rarity lately. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, do what I have to do and make sure that it gets up there. So yeah, I mean, it's fun. And I want to keep it fun. I don't want it to ever feel like work because that's how I wanted reselling to be for me too. And I feel like it's become work. So I kind of struggle with that sometimes. Oh, I mean, it's, it's definitely work. I mean, it's fun. I enjoy it. It's so much fun. I mean, I have fun thrifting and I have fun looking up the pieces and like doing all of that stuff. Right. Like I still struggle with a few, the business aspect of reselling like the shipping and the and the spreadsheets and like all that kind of stuff because it's mm-hmm. it's an added thing I have to do especially when there's a pandemic going on you know there's it's and you're a state employee as you would know hope you're a nurse so it, it's yeah. difficult sometimes <laughs> it does but but I mean I think the beauty of doing it part-time is you guys have that full-time income. Yep. And the that, flexibility to put reselling on the back seat, which I've exactly. done the last couple of like weeks. If, if you don't, if you don't list or have a sale for a month, you still have your full-time income. So mm-hmm. it's less pressure. Yeah. So you can, I feel like this lighter. past month, it's just really taken off for me. And I'm That's like, awesome. well, you know, I feel like, whoa, um, like, you know, shipping and doing all like all the sales. I, I'm like this, as, as I've gotten more things, I think I have 815 listings, but only like 500 active. Yeah. Um, and I still have, you know, a death pile of 2000 items. I'm sure <laughs> I just found a Tory Burch dress that I had thrifted like in an 80 pound Goodwill haul, like eight oh my months God. ago. You're giving me anxiety. <laughs> $495 is what the dress costs. And I just found it in a bag. Oh my God. Um, yeah, so I just listed it last night. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I don't even know. But as the more I list, I am seeing, like, now that I have, like, 500, I feel like, I don't know if that's a magical number or what, but, like, I every day I'm selling. And I think it is. I think 500 yeah. is, I, like, definitely a milestone number where you start really being, I feel like I started getting consistent sales around 300. I think I started getting daily sales around 500. Yeah, yeah, I'm so at just, the daily sales mark finally, and I feel like it's taken you know this you know nine months I've been doing it ten months whatever it's been to to get there, and it'll get better from here. I'd love to be on the level of you and you know Becky Park and and, and others like how much they're selling per week. But I like I I made like fifteen hundred dollars brought home this month on uh, on Posh, and I was like yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I know. Like, it's so exciting. I think it's really a function of just what you're listing. I think that was the number one thing I went over in all of my closet consults is people have a number that they want to hit and really you just back into it, you mm-hmm. know, it, and I would say, you know, if you, if your average sale is $25, Poshmark takes 20, takes five bucks and say your average cost of goods is $5. That puts you at like $15. If you want to clear fifteen hundred a month, like you said, Hope, then guess what? You got to sell a hundred items, right? Right. You know. So right. it's just if you want to make. Um, there was one woman I just spoke to who wants a a three thousand item closet. Like that's her goal. And wow. 
requested take home $4,000. I'm like, all right, well, let's work on the math here. And, and that's really, it's math. And, and it's, and I'm not a super structured person, but I mean, I learned by doing this consistently that it's really just a numbers game. Like you list, you send offers and you sell and you share your closet. And and I think that's why I hope, like, if you have been listing more lately, that that's when you start to see the uptick, you know, and then once you get to that 1500, you're like, okay, well, how many more do I need to sell to get to 2000 or whatever? And, right. You know, some people are happy with 500 a month. When I started on Poshmark um, and I was working at American Girl, I was working like eight hours a week, 10 hours, say 10 hours a week. Um, and I was making $15 an hour. So I only had to replace about $150 a week to make what I was making at American Girl because I was essentially right. a stay-at-home mom. So I was like, all right, well, if I can make $600 a month, then that's great. And I can do that. You know, So that was right. like my initial goal. And then you hit that goal and then you're like, okay, well, what, what's next? And you know, I don't, some people want to scale up and they want to be making $1,000 a day, you know? And and there are people happy making $1,000 a week. So you just got to figure out what works for you and then you can back into it. And that's the same thing I did in my own personal career. I realized if I go float pool because I have the skill set to do all these different units and I work weekends only, then I can make double the money as a normal staff RN mm. and only have to work one or two days a week to oh. make what I would make as a full-time RN at regular pay. So that's I shifted that whole thing. And I, and I went and I've been doing that for a couple of years now. And so I only have to work Fridays and Saturdays to make what I would normally make. That's great. You know? Yeah. And so Poshmark has really like the extra money, like reselling has, has provided is just really for just fluff, you know, it's fluff, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I have, have been on call a lot of Saturdays just because like we've, you know, hired an influx of people. And if they're full time, they get their hours before I do. Okay. So, because since I am float pool, I'm first to be put off, like put on call standby. Okay. Um, so there's been Saturdays, like basically this whole past month that I have been on call, which I've enjoyed because I'm able to do Saturday night life. <laughs> the, the reseller, um, you know, that the video they put out, but uh, I'm losing money because I'm not working. If I don't work, I don't get paid. That's how it is. I don't have insurance or nothing. My, my husband carries all that because it's full pool. You're, you're paid double the money right. plus shift differential. Like you're paid way more per hour than a normal person with full-time benefits. benefits. No benefits. Yeah. And it's a risk, but with my husband, he has insurance and whatever. So it's fine. He but has insurance. <laughs> insurance insurance and so he so Poshmark like me making three four hundred dollars a week that I've been doing it's it's supplementing the fact that I'm missing that shift and it's been like no no difference so that's great yeah yeah I've definitely noticed a difference since I got rid of almost all the items in my closet and now I'm kind of rebuilding things but not to the same capacity I've noticed that I'm not making daily sales like I was like I was at over 500 listings approaching 600 and I was probably making anywhere from three to 10 sales a day, depending on the day. Um, wow. and now, yeah. And now I'm making one every other day if I'm lucky. Hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting. 
But that was a conscious choice. It was. It was a conscious choice and it's okay. And, you know, I'm building my closet a little differently and I'm being a little more strategic about things and, um, you know, it's fine. It's a learning curve. So, you know, does the number matter? Maybe. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. Right. Because I think there's a theory out there that the number doesn't matter so much if you have a highly curated closet. I mean, Correct. That's, Correct. that is my theory, at least, mm-hmm. you know, if, if somebody comes to my closet and they know they're going to get strictly career wear. Um, and so I, I don't need to have 500, 800 items because the 250 I have are all what you're looking for. So you have a more specific buyer, but you end up selling more to people. You end up getting more repeat customers. Um, you know, I think that is one way to maintain a smaller closet and still have a lot of business. Yeah. I mean, there's all different ways. And there's the other theory out there that it really just matters on the amount that you're listing, right? Like the actual number in the closet doesn't matter. It's just, are you daily listing, you know, whatever, whatever the number is, you know, 10 items a day, whatever. And you're consistently doing it. You're, you're consistently listing 10 items every single day. Well, then the algorithm picks that up and then boosts you up a little bit. So, I mean, there's all different theories out there. Yeah. Oh, is that an airplane? Yeah. An airplane's flying over. Oh, All right, ladies. Well, I actually have to go reboot my video, which was supposed to go up two hours ago. Yeah. So I need to go do that. It's been so much fun catching up with you, Hope. Thank you for, thank you for being on our podcast. Thank Thank you you for having me. Yes. I wish you all good things with your YouTube channel and with your new strategy and your cross listing and keep us laughing. You are so much fun. (laughs) <laughs> yes yes, yes we, do. we love you hope you I you are you a wonderful too. addition to our our list of friends i know i'm so excited to be a part of this i just <laughs> feel so i mean i do i just am every day i'm just so happy like i'm like so oh, hope why don't you do a little um little self-promotion tell people where they can find you so on instagram i'm racks underscore two underscore riches resale like r-e-s-e-l-l <laughs> Not, not the other. And, and is it the number two or is it spelled out? Yeah, it's the number two. Okay. Um, that's Instagram. And then everywhere else, like my eBay store, my Poshmark closet, and my YouTube channel is just racks underscore the number two underscore riches. Um, and just be real careful when you're typing it in because there's also like a stripper. Oh, God. <laughs> who has that same name, Racks to Riches. So I am not the stripper. I am the reseller. Good to know. Oh, God. Yeah. It's the truth. So be careful. Bill, Tori and Bill, Bill clicked on to subscribe to my channel. And he said, whoa. <laughs> Subscribe to your channel or the other channel. (laughs) Yeah, he accidentally scrubbed subscribe to the Tata channel. (laughs) Hey, easy on the Tatas. That's so (laughs) yeah. Lori Tata. (laughs) All right, friends. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Have a great night. See you guys guys later.